Ginger enjoys a legendary repetition. Well, welcome everyone. This is number 29 of uh, the True North Witches podcast, and I've got our tarot poll of the day. And you know me, we do Oracle. Well, I do Oracle. So I, our card today comes from the Moonology Oracle deck by Yasmin Boland. Um, beautiful, beautiful deck. Artwork is done by Nix Robin. Be- that name sends... Ugh, I love that name. So the card that we got today is right. I wonder if that's like her witch name. Maybe because like every every witch has like their witch's name that people know, but then they have like their craft name that like nobody knows except themselves and like their spirit guides. Um. So this card that we got today is a it's um a new moon in Virgo card. And it's a time to give rather than to take. So when this card comes up, it is time for you to take stock of your situation. Where are you and where do you want to go? The new moon energy of this card suggests a restart and the Virgo energy suggests you make that restart a clever one that's simple and well-organized. Virgo also has a strong health aspect to it. So if you've been unwell, this card suggests that your health is on the app. Virgo loves clean eating and alternative therapies, so add these into your routine now, however you've been feeling. If a situation is blocked at that moment, it could be that you're overanalyzing things or being too critical. It's time to task less (coughs) what someone else can do for you and to think more about what you can do for others. Uh, Attune with the moon. Recommit to healthy morning and evening routines. Additional meanings for this card. Gradual improvements are coming. Pay attention to detail if you want success without being uh, pedantic. Um, So I guess that's obsessive. Uh, Be of service to others and love and money will will follow. The person you're asking about is reliable. So if you're like asking questions, the teaching, the Virgo is this is a sign of health, service and analysis. It is its energy is precise and has a feel of the harvest about it. When this card comes up, it could be that a wonderful bounty is coming your way. However, the energy of the new moon in Virgo is usually about getting your life in order. So that's what you need to do at the time of the Virgo new moon and whenever else you pull this card. So is that is it just feel me? like I was called out? Yeah, is it just me or did this card just tell me to um grow the fuck up? I just got called out, to be honest. Right? Like, like to be fair, I just got called out. Like totally called out. So I am the witchy fact of the day. So let's continue on with this before uh Steph throws uh, everything across the room. <laughs> Uh, the witchy it's fact. Good thing I decided to do this on my phone and not on a tablet. <laughs> During ancient times, the crones, hags, and witches were frequently sages, leaders, midwives, and healers in their communities, and were revered for their wisdom and knowledge. As history evolved and a patriarchal society took hold, the definitions of the crone, crowned one the hag, the holy one, and the witch, the wise one, was were distorted 
and that was from the Wild Woman Sisterhood. Um, so, dear one, what are you? Are you? What are you talking about today? I am talking about the. Uh, I guess it would be a spice and not an herb, but I will be talking about ginger. Ooh. And I am talking about the Wendigo to keep on our uh, spooky journey. And I am doing ginger because it is a part of suin. It is one of the herbs and spices uh, of suin. Um, I was trying to do one that we haven't done before because some of the suin herbs are cinnamon and clove, which Stephanie has already done for us. Yes. Ginger, which the noun is, it is a reed-like plant. Uh, Zingber officinale, native to the East Indies, but now cultivated in most tropical countries. Uh, they have a pungent, spicy rhizome used in cookery and medicine. Um, any of the various related or similar plants and the rhizome of the ginger plant, ground, chopped, and used in flavoring. And that's from uh, dictionary.com. Other names for ginger include African ginger, Amom, Zinzibur, Ardraca, black ginger, Kokin ginger, uh, Gan Jiang, uh, Gingambre, Gingambre Africaine, Gingambre Cochin, uh, gingambre Indian, gingambre Jamaican, gingambre noir, ginger essential oil, ginger root, huile essential de gingambre, uh, imber, uh, Indian ginger, Jamaican ginger, uh, gingambre, jiang, hanekyo, Kantioko, Nagara, Race Ginger, Racian de Chambre, uh, Rizoma Gingiberi, Rizoma Zinziberi, Rizoma Gingeri Racines. Again, if I if pronounce any of this, I do per, uh, apologize. Uh, Senziang, uh, Shenjiang, Soga, Shokyo, Sunsi, Gavera, Sus, Susi, uh, Vishvabhashkafa, uh, Zimbir Officinal, Zimbreris Rizoma, Zinzerberius, uh, Sika Tum, uh, Rizoma, Zinze Brie, Zinze Bear Officinale, and Zinze Bear Officinalis. I did, I did attempt it my best. I do apologize if I got any of those wrong. Um, so overview information. Ginger is a plant with leafy stems and yellowish green flowers. The ginger spice comes from the roots of the plant. Uh, ginger is native to warmer parts of Asia, such as China, Japan, and India, but is now grown in parts of South America and Africa. It is also now grown in the Middle East, 
to use as medicine and with food. Ginger is commonly used for many types of nausea and vomiting. It's also used for menstrual cramps, uh, osteoarthritis, diabetes, migraine headaches, and other conditions. But there is no good scientific evidence to support many of these uses. And again, Steph and I are not doctors. We did not go for our PhD. I literally work yeah. at hotels, and Steph is for childcare. So please, please do your research. Ask, you know, an actual PhD, uh, and check your sources and make sure they are correct. Or um, have viable sources, and by viable sources, I mean like medical journals and things like that. Ginger is commonly used for many types of nausea and vomiting. It's also used for menstrual cramps. Uh, I think I need to hold on. Sorry. In foods and beverages, ginger is used as a flavoring agent, such as ginger ale, or we use it with steak and shrimps and seafood and things like that. In manufacturing, ginger is used for fragrance in soaps and cosmetics. One of the chemicals in ginger is also used as an ingredient in laxative, anti-gas, and anti-acid medications. I know uh, you will specifically find uh, a, there's a ginger variation of gravel, specifically ginger uh, I buy that stuff. Yeah, I prefer that to the actual gravel stuff, but that's just the taste-wise, because I actually like ginger. And for me, it works better, but I think that's because I prefer to use natural means first, like garlic and ginger and honey and lemon. Yeah. But again, if you're allergic to any of this, uh, don't use it. <laughs> um, don't use it if you know that it gives you stomach aches or anything like that, um, that sort of thing. Uses and effectiveness. Possible effectiveness for nausea and vomiting caused by drugs uh, used in treating uh, HIV or AIDS. Uh, it's an antitrotroviral-induced uh, anti nausea and viral and vomiting, sorry. <clears throat> Research suggests that taking ginger daily, 30 minutes before each dose of antiretroviral treatment for 40 days, or sorry, for 14 days, reduces the risk of nausea and vomiting in patients receiving HIV treatment. And this is possibly effective. Again, please, this is not a doctor channel. We are witches. Uh, this is just possibilities and things that it could be helpful for, not is actually effective. Yeah. Please, please check with your physician or surgeons or uh, specialists or anything like that. Uh, menstrual cramps. Uh, research shows that taking ginger powder uh, during the first three to four days of a menstrual cycle uh, modestly decreases pain in women and teens with painful menstrual periods. Ginger was given for approximately three days starting at the beginning of the menstrual period or at the beginning of pain. Some research shows that taking ginger seems to work about as well as some pain medications like ibuprofen, uh, metaphenamine, 
acid, no, uh, or Novofense. Adding ginger to medicines such as methanamic acid also seems to be helpful. Again, do not mix medications unless okayed by a doctor. Also, I can't take medications. So uh, things like uh, garlic and peppermint um, and ginger when I am having um, PMS symptoms seems to help better than um, chemical means. Um, but I think that's also how my body takes them because um, I don't tend to first go for the chemical aspect or I've taken yeah. the chemical aspect before and had um, issues with it. Um, but if you take something for a certain something and it seems to be helping and it's, and it's chemical, uh, I would say take it. I know there's a big debate specifically on TikTok um, about like medications for like depression and anxiety and ADHD and things like that. Um, I would like to say that if what you are using is working for you, take it for you. Um, I had the opposite effect. What I was taking made me sick to my stomach. It didn't work. And then I went to a naturopath and they seemed to get me on the right track. Um, but that's not for everybody. Um, if I took depression medication and that's what worked and it was a chemical thing, I would continue taking it because it was depression medication and it was working. Yeah. Also, there's this thing, um, I don't know where it came up or why it goes around, um, that when you take uh, your medications for depression or anxiety, it affects um, your abilities as a witch. And to that I say, if it's affecting your abilities as a witch, um, then maybe we should question what those abilities were. Um, because it means your medication might be working and what, in fact, what you thought were abilities were actual mental illness, just like, uh, I'm not trying to say any of y'all are crazy, but the brain is a very powerful tool and to, um, fuck with that. Uh, just please take your medications if you're supposed to be on them. Like, here's an example, and this is an opposite example um, to what Steph is saying, but not an opposite example, but it's an example to the kind of the effect. Um, yeah. I have been seeing shadow people and other realm people uh, since before I could remember. And I could see it on my meds, off my meds, on the new stuff that I'm taking that's natural. Um, so it wasn't necessarily um, that my meds were affecting anything, that my regular mental state was affecting anything. Um, it was a given fact. 
um, I was a little bit different. I wasn't necessarily depression. I was, and we'll talk about our mental illnesses here when we feel comfortable about them. I'm comfortable with mine. I've been dealing with mine since I was 16 and now I'm 31. So I'm pretty cool with dealing with mental illness and um, helping those along who have it. I was uh, diagnosed with anxiety, a general anxiety. I still deal with it. And ADD when it was actually a thing. So ginger is good for osteoarthritis. Shows that taking ginger by mouth can slightly reduce pain in some people with osteoarthritis. There is some evidence that taking ginger by mouth works as well as certain drugs such as ibuprofen and diclofenac for for pain in hip and knee osteoarthritis. Uh, But conflicting results exist. Some early research also shows that ginger gel applied to the knee or ginger oil massaged into the knee can also relieve osteoarthritis pain. Morning sickness. Taking ginger by mouth seems to reduce nausea and vomiting in some pregnant women, but it might work slower or not as well as some drugs used for nausea. Also, taking any herb or medication during pregnancy is a big decision. Before taking ginger, be sure to discuss the possible risks with your healthcare provider. And this is written in Mm -hmm. I didn't even have to add this. (laughs) Yeah. Ginger is possibly ineffective uh, for muscle soreness caused by exercise. A research shows that taking ginger does not reduce muscle pain during exercise. Also, taking ginger doesn't seem to help treat or prevent muscle pain after exercise. Motion sickness. Most research suggests that taking ginger up to four hours before travel does not prevent motion sickness. Some people report feeling better, but actual measurements taken during studies suggest otherwise. But in one study, ginger appears to be more effective than the drug uh, dimethyldrenate, dimethyldrenate, at reducing stomach upset associated with morning with motion sickness. Which is funny because a lot of the time you take gravel for motion sickness. Yeah. So there is insufficient ev- evidence for a sudden and serious lung condition, accurate respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS. Research suggests that administering uh, ginger extract daily for up to 21 days increases the number of days without ventilator support, the amount of nutrients consumed, and reduces the time spent in intensive care units in people with sudden respiratory uh, system uh, uh, with respiratory system a failure. However, ginger extract does not seem to affect mm. death rates in people with this condition. Lack of appetite in people with cancer. Taking ginger for two weeks might improve appetite, nausea, reflux, and other stomach problems in people with this condition. Again, these are insufficient evidence for, so it's not necessarily that it does. It's just we don't have enough evidence to support it. 
Uh, nausea and vomiting caused by cancer drug treatment. Taking ginger along with anti-nausea medicine doesn't seem to prevent delayed nausea and vomiting in people treated with cancer drugs. This type of nausea and vomiting occurs a, a day or more after cancer therapy. Most research also shows that taking ginger along with anti-nausea medicine doesn't prevent the nausea and vomiting due to cancer drugs, but some research shows it helps with sudden vomiting when used in doses of less than one gram over at least three days. It's possible that ginger helps only at lower doses or when nausea or vomiting is caused by only some cancer drugs. It also, it's also possible that uh, that ginger helps reduce nausea caused by cancer drugs only when used with anti-nausea medicines that don't work very well on their own. A lung disease that makes it harder to breathe, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or cough. Uh, research shows that taking two capsules of specific combination uh, containing ginger twice daily for eight weeks does not improve respiratory systems in people with cough. Diabetes. Taking ginger seems to lower blood sugar in some people with diabetes. Doses of at least three grams of ginger per day seem to be needed. Lower doses may not help, and ginger might need to be taken for at least three months before benefits are seen. Indigestion. Research suggests that taking a single dose of ginger root powder one hour before eating speeds up how quickly food empties out of some people with dysopepsia, um, but again, this has insufficient evidence for this. Hangover. Early stages suggest that taking a combination of ginger, pith of citrus tangerine, and brown sugar before drinking decreases the symptoms of alcohol hangovers, including nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, but again, it can't be proven. High levels of cholesterol or other fats in the body. Uh, research suggests that taking ginger three times daily for 45 days lowers triglyceride and cholesterol levels in people with high cholesterol. But again, it cannot be proven. Uh, high blood pressure. Drinking black tea with ginger might lower blood pressure by a small amount in people with diabetes and high blood pressure. But there's a huge much at that beginning there. Uh, inside bite. Early research shows that applying trichotu to the skin, which contains ginger, long pepper, and black pepper extract, does not reduce mosquito bite size. Hmm. A long-term disorder of the large intestines that causes stomach pain, IBS. Uh, taking ginger alone doesn't seem to improve it, uh, but taking ginger along with other herbal ingredients might might help. Whether the benefits of these combination agents is due to ginger or other ingredients is unclear. Joint pain. Research shows that taking capsules of specific combination uh, of products containing ginger for eight weeks reduces the pain by 37%, but this product does not seem to reduce joint stiffness or improve joint function. Abnormally heavily, heavy bleeding during menstrual periods. Uh, taking ginger might reduce menstrual bleeding in some young women with heavy menstrual bleeding, but it's not. It's not a given. So uh, don't don't attempt it. Hmm.
especially if you're like allergic to ginger or know you have sensitivities to certain things, don't bother. Migraines. Some reports suggest that taking ginger or a combination of ginger and feverfew might reduce the length and intensity of migraine pain, but it is not clear if the effects are from the ginger, feverfew, or combination. Taking ginger alone doesn't seem to prevent migraine pain. Obesity. Taking ginger alone doesn't seem to help obese people lose significant amounts of weight. Taking a ginger with other herbs does not result in consistent improvements in waste loss either. Build up a fat in the liver in people who drink little or no alcohol. Um, some research shows that taking ginger daily for three months can improve cholesterol and blood sugar levels. Um, but again, it is not, it, we don't have sufficient evidence. Childbirth. Early evidence suggests that bathing in water containing ginger oil does not shorten the length of labor. Recovery after surgery. Inhaling and applying lavender and ginger oils to the skin before surgery does not seem to reduce the stress in children after surgery. Taking ginger by mouth might help relieve pain and improve wound healing in children who have had their tonsils removed. But again, it is not, we don't have sufficient evidence. Nausea and vomiting after surgery. There is research for using ginger to prevent nausea and vomiting after surgery is unclear. Some clinical research shows that taking ginger by mouth one hour before surgery reduces nausea and vomiting during the first 24 hours after surgery, but not all research agrees. Taking ginger by mouth doesn't seem to have added benefit when used with prescription medications for nausea and vomiting. Keep in mind that most patients are not supposed to eat or drink anything before surgery. So talk to your doctor first if you are interested in taking ginger before surgery. Ginger aromatherapy has also been studied, placing ginger oil on patients' wrists or on a gauze pad before surgery seems to prevent nausea in some patients. For rheumatoid arthritis or RA, uh, re early research shows that ginger might be helpful for decreasing joint pain and swelling in people. But again, it is not sufficient evidence. So again, always check with your general practitioner, with the surgery specialist, with like if you have a RA specialist, please check with them before doing any of this. Uh, trouble swallowing. Evidence suggests that spraying an amount can, uh, sorry, evidence suggests that spraying a product containing ginger and climactic fruit in the mouth uh, improves uh, severe problems swallowing in stroke victims. However, it is not uh, beneficial in people with less severe problems swallowing. Also taking a ginger tablet doesn't seem to, to help people with trouble swallowing due to aging. Uh, liver damage caused by chemicals. Some drugs used to treat tuberculosis can cause liver damage. Taking ginger along with these drugs might prevent the liver damage, but again, it's not sufficient data. A type of inflammatory bowel disease, uh, ulcerative colitis, 
colic, colic, ulcerative colitis. Thank you. Early research shows that ginger might be helpful for improving overall disease activity in people with this disease, but it doesn't seem to improve quality of life, stool frequency, stomach cramps, or gas. Uh, dizziness or vertigo. Taking ginger might reduce nausea in people with vertigo, but it doesn't seem to improve vision problems uh, or anything else. Uh, insufficient diet for anorexia, an infection of the intestines that causes diarrhea, cholera, baldness, bleeding, cold, flu, loss of appetite, toothache, or other conditions. Uh, more Again, more evidence is needed to rate ginger for these And then we get into some important information, which is side effects and safety. These you actually should probably listen to and then consult your general practitioner. Very nice, very nice. When taken by mouth, ginger is likely safe when taken appropriately. Ginger can cause mild side effects, including heartburn, diarrhea, and general stomach discomfort. Some women have reported extra menstrual bleeding when taking ginger. When applied to the skin, ginger is possibly safe. Um, I like that, possibly safe. Short term. It might cause irritation on the skin for some people. I'm just going to go rub ginger all over my body. Like See how that goes. Special precautions and warnings. Warnings. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, pregnancy. Ginger is possibly safe. But again, check with your specific doctor. This whole take- possibly safe is just... I hate those words. Possibly, possibly. Be safe. When taken by mouth for medicinal uses during pregnancy, but using ginger during pregnancy is controversial. There is some concern that ginger might affect fetal sex hormones or increase the risk of having a baby that is stillborn. There is also a report of miscarriage during week 12 of pregnancy in women who use ginger for morning sickness. However, most studies in pregnant women suggest that ginger can be used safely for morning sickness without harming the baby, without harm to the baby. The risk for major malformations in infants of women taking ginger does not appear to be higher than the usual rate of one to two, to, oh, sorry, one to three percent. Also, there doesn't appear to be an increased risk of early labor or low birth weight appear to be. Again, be very careful. There is some concern that ginger might increase the risk of bleeding. So some experts advise using a, it close to your delivery date. As with any medication given during pregnancy, it's important to weigh the benefit against the risk. Before using ginger during pregnancy, talk it over with your health care provider. I'm really getting that, you know, um, it's important to talk to our doctor. Uh, children, ginger is 
possibly safe when taken by males for up to four days by teenage girls around the start of their pregnancy. Breastfeeding. There is not enough reliable information about the safety of taking ginger if you are breastfeeding. Stay on the safe side and avoid use. Mm. Eating disorders. Taking ginger might increase your risk of bleeding. It may be natural, but there are risks. A lot of our current medications are derived from uh, chemicals specifically in these plants. So be careful. Diabetes. Ginger might increase your insulin levels and or lower your blood sugar. As a result, your diabetes medications might need to be adjusted by your healthcare provider. By your healthcare provider. Heart conditions. High doses of ginger might worsen some heart conditions. And I found that at WebMD, and I know how many people hate WebMD, but these things are cautioning you to stay safe. So actually ask your practitioner if these are safe for you. On a more positive note and a less don't listen to us note, uh, 10 ways that you can use ginger specifically in witchcraft. There you go. It is a versatile, powerful, and beautifully fragrant er, uh, herb or spice. Used in witchcraft, its magical properties and its metaphysical benefits make this fire spice must have in practitioner's cabinet. I just threw out a shit ton of ginger because I keep buying it, forgetting I have it, and then I came across like six bottles of it. Mm. Chances are it's already in yours. Uh, let ginger help you fight nightmares, inspire romance, and heal stomach ailments. Uh, so included in your spells for situations that require immediate attention. Uh, include in spells for situations that require immediate attention. Ginger enjoys a legendary reputation for accelerating spellcraft. Find a way to incorporate it into matters you want expedited. Throw a piece into an attraction spell bag. Inspire passion and bring heat into a relationship uh, with the help of ginger in, in a spell bag. Boil ginger in your cauldron. Warm the hearth and home with this magical brew. Include some nutmeg and cinnamon stick for the yummiest, most heartwarming aroma ever. I have done this. If you guys can't burn incense, the best thing that I have done is buy whole cloves or like whole um, spices and herbs and things like that and put them into a pot of boiling water. Of course, you have to keep checking on the boiling water to make sure that you're not burning a hole through the pot. Um, but if you like continue to top up the pot with water and continue burning, it smells the entire household. I usually do this 
well, I am baking and I usually do it with cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and allspice and some orange, like um, I have uh, dried uh, orange in my spell kit. I have mm -hmm. in peels and I have it actually in like the slices. And I will put this into a pot with boiling water and just make it smell up the entire apartment while I'm baking. So it smells like baking and this. Fill up your chalice with real natural ginger ale during fall and winter Sabbaths to cultivate warmth between coven members and family. Chew on a piece to inspire confidence. Feeling sheepish before a big presentation in need of a dose of bravery before a first date. If you plan to go way outside your comfort zone, chew on some ginger root beforehand to stir your courage. Include in healing poppets for stomach ailments. Of course, you should always seek medical attention for medical matters. Um, so with its reputation for soothing upset stomachs, this spice is an appropriate addition to poppets and spells for this purpose. Stop nightmares. Place a piece of ginger under your child's bed or even sew it into a cherished stuffed animal to halt nightmares in their tracks and inspire a sense of safety and protection at bedtime. I made one of my friend's uh, daughters a monster spray that had ginger in it ah. so that she could just spray it at night when she felt like the monsters were in her closet or under her bed. And it had uh, common sage. I do like to specify that. It did not have white sage, but it had common sage. It had uh, salt, cinnamon, both for protection, sage for protection and cleansing. And then it had um, that uh, ginger piece to stop nightmares and to stop it happening because they are, not saying they're not real, but they tend to be more like tulpa-esque yeah in nature and so they come from a child's nightmares doesn't mean they're not real to the child doesn't mean that they're not a real entity um just they're more tulpa-esque and come from the brain of the child creating it um and so i put that in this monster spray uh you can make an infusion out of it sprinkle it on something you want to banish to make an infusion, boil a piece of the root in water for 10 to 20 minutes. Uh, similar to a tea, but you boil it for a little bit longer. So you sprinkle it in cigarette candy and a photo of someone you want out of your life, etc., to uh, banish it. Use it in kitchen witch spells for spicing up long-term relationships. Uh, you know what they say about men and their stomachs? Get into his heart and consider using ginger in meals for your anniversary, Valentine's, hand fasting, or other romantic occasions. Honor your fire sign, and both Steph and I are, okay, our sun signs are fire signs, um, as we are both Leos, as you well know. Yes. So ruled by the element of fire, this spice ignites the best qualities of a fire sign, Carry it with you or leave it on the altar to embolden your fire sign. Uh, I don't think our fire sign needs any more emboldening as we are yeah. sassy and have the courage to do so per our Leo signs. Um, but if your sign is a little more timid, uh, but still a fire sign, 
let her rip, girl. Uh, so, and that was from Moody Moon. Uh, Ginger, so provides fiery projection from evil, widely used to heat up love affairs and sexuality. In some parts of the Pacific Islands, it is chewed and then spat at the feet, uh, in quotes, of an illness or at an oncoming storm to stop it while still at sea. Plant the root to attract money or sprinkle powdered ginger root in your pockets or on money to attract prosperity. And that's from a Facebook page, actually, is the King Kingdom of the White Witch. And that's all I had for you for ginger. Um, so to keep up with spooky season, which um, for us, spooky season is year round. Um, but like... Really? For all for all you y'all regular people, spooky season. Uh, I'm talking about the Wendigo. Um, the uh, this is a mythological creature or evil spirit from the folklore of the First Nations Algonquin tribes, based in the north northern forests of Nova Scotia, the east coast of Canada. Nova Scotia, the east coast of Canada, and Great Lakes region of Canada, and in Wisconsin, United States. The Wendigo is described as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. Its influence is said to invoke acts of murder, insatiable greed, cannibalism, and the cultural taboos against such behaviors. The creature lends its name to the controversial modern medical term Wendigo psychosis. Um, it's a cultural bound, culture bound syndrome with symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and the fear of becoming a cannibal. In some indigenous communities, environmental destruction and insatiable greed are also seen as manifestations of Wendigo psychosis. One of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported, uh, reported involved a Plains Creed trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. During the winter of 1878, <coughs> Swift Runner and his family were starving, and his eldest son died 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at a Hudson's Bay Company post. Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies and that he killed and consumed the remains of all those present, it was revealed that Swift Runner, Runners was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort to avoid starvation, but rather of a man with a Wendigo psychosis. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. The Wihud Wichug is a similar being that appears in the legends of the Athabascan people of the Northwest Pacific Coast. It too has cannibalistic or was cannibalistic. However, it was not so much insane, oh, but as enlightened with ancestral insights. The Wendigo is a part of the traditional belief system of a number of Algonquin-speaking peoples. Although descriptions can vary somewhat, common to all these um, cultures is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being. They were strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. Um, Basil H. Johnson, an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario, gives a description of a Wendigo. The Wendigo was a gaunt, was gaunt to the point of um, the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into its, their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently dis 
uh, distinted from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, and suffering from suppression of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor to, of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption. In Ojibwa, Eastern Cree, Westman, Swampy Cree, um, Nascapi, and Inu lore, Wendigos are often described as giants that are many times larger than human beings, a characteristic absent from myths in other Algonquin cultures. Whenever a Wendigo ate another person, it would grow in proportion to the meal it had just eaten so it could never be full. Therefore, Wendigos are portrayed as sim simultaneously gluttonous and extremely thin due to starvation. The Wendigo is seen as the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Never satisfied after killing, killing and consuming one person, they're constantly searching for new victims. Um, now, I really do enjoy the um, way that the Wendigo is um, depicted. Like, if you Google search it, um, a lot of the time it's depicted with, like, a human body but like an elk's head uh, or different kind of like beast's head um so human wendigos uh wendigos um aka cannibals in some traditions human humans overpowered by greed could turn into wendigos the myth thus served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation other sources say Wendigos were created when a human restored, resorted to cannibalism to survive. Humans could also turn into Wendigos by being in contact with them for too long. Um, so a history, a brief history about it. <coughs> in a report to his superiors in Paris in 1636, Le Juin wrote, This devilish woman added that the Wendigo had eaten some... Um, Atikamugukin. These are the tribes that live north of the river that is called Three Rivers, and that he would eat a great many more of them if he were not called elsewhere. But that Achin, sort of a werewolf, would come in his place to devour them, even up to the French fort, that he would slaughter the French themselves. Father Lejuan's report demonstrates that 17th century Europeans believed in evil supernatural spirits just as strongly as their First Nations counter- uh, contemporaries. In fact, Father Lejuan's report predates the Salem witch trials by nearly 60 years. Missionaries in what became Canada continue to report legends of the Wendigo until well into the 20th century, which, you know, is fascinating because um, a lot of these myths are, and whatnot were, are, are based in, um, there's got to be a basis of truth to them, right? Like, it can't just be um, completely made up. Almost in every supernatural, like like paranormal, supernatural, um, like not supernatural itself, but like yeah. the show. But like they do have a version of it. But I know Charmed has a version of it, um, and other people. And every time it is depicted somewhat differently. Um, mm -hmm. I know specifically supernatural. They depicted it as like a shapeshifter yeah it was like a shifter and it was like super strong like unbeatably strong yeah um stories could also be found on the western frontier in the 1800s among plains indigenous people peoples and employees of the hudson's bay company some hbc traders re records describe encounters with indigenous spiritual leaders claiming to just 
to send it into fits of religious passion. Indigenous peoples often accuse these people of being Wendigos. HBC traders sometimes describe them as mad. In some cases, the community members are, or relatives of the accused killed the suspected Wendigo as a precaution. In one example, three men killed Cree spiritual leader Abishabis after he became greedy and killed an indigenous family, which led others to believe that he was a Wendigo. Now, I don't know if uh, y'all in America have the Hudson's Bay Company, but it's like a huge deal here in Canada, or it was. Um, it was bought out by Target. Ugh. So it's it's been bought out by an American company. Um, but like the Hudson's Bay Company uh, started out as a trading post company like fur trade, that kind of stuff. Um, and there were posts literally all over Canada where people would get their supplies for, you know, life. Now it's more like a really high class um, shopping experience. I don't know. I just know I never could afford shopping there. <laughs> At some point before... Hmm? Or before Target took over and to completely took out Zellers, yeah, part of it. Like it's a couple of different companies. Yeah. Um, so some his, some symbolism. Legends of the Wendigo reveal much about the beliefs, ways of life, social structures, and traditions of the people who tell these stories. For some, Wendigo legends serve as a uh, reminder of the importance of community and, more importantly, about what can happen when individuals are left outside of the community. One recipe for creating a Wendigo, extreme hunger, cold, and isolation – were ever-present and threatening facts of life to many First Nations people living in the northern boreal forests. In fact, most Wendigo stories begin with an individual or small group trapped in the wilderness without food for an extended period, alone and in the cold. Wendigos are, were said to kill lonely travelers or a member of a group and then take on their personality temporarily uh, before eventually killing other humans it encountered. Similarly, a Wendigo's legendary greed represented attitudes about sharing in many indigenous cultures. In the wilderness, human survival often depends depended on communal cooperation and the sharing of food and possessions. Any individuals who refused to share local resources, especially in times of great deprivation, was considered a monster. According to historian Sean Smallman, the Wendigo is still seen as a symbol of greed in modern society as manifested in capitalism and uh, corporate cons uh, consumerism. Uh, the creature has also come to serve as a metaphor for the injustices that Indigenous peoples have faced in Canada, including residential schools, the restriction of rights in the Indian Act, the 60s scoop, and the similarly assimilative policies. Armand Rufo's film A Wendigo Tale from 2010, for example, uses the monster to tell a story about the integrational trauma of residential schools for some indigenous persons the wendigo represents the force forces of colonization now um canada as you know we uh firmly believe we live in a great country um however we as a country have done um wrong by the people who are here before us now i was born in canada canada is my country what have you. Um, but I'm talking about the people who were here 
before that, our First Nations uh, brothers and sisters. And uh, unfortunately, one of Canada's biggest shame is how, especially for like our generation, is how they're treated and the things that are taken away from them. Um, and the injustices that happen to them today. Um, so like the fact that the Wendigo is used as a way to kind of describe that in like um, modern society um, just truly shows how um, much more Canada itself needs to progress as a society to take care of its own. Um, there are many legends uh, when it comes to the Wendigo. So as the tale goes, the Wendigo was once a lost hunter. This like this is one of them. So as the tale goes, the Wendigo was a, once a lost hunter. During a brutally cold winter, this man's intense hunger drove him into cannibalism. After feasting on another human's flesh, he transformed into a crazy, crazed man-beast, um, roaming the forest in search of more people to eat. So that's the version um, where like it's um, the human body, but like a beast's head. And like I said, my favorite one's like the elk head. Different versions of the Wendigo legend say different things about his speed and agility. Some claim he is unusually fast and can endure walking for long periods of time, even in harsh winter conditions. Others say he walks in a more haggard manner as if he um, is falling apart. But speed wouldn't be an unnecessary skill for a monster of this nature. Unlike other terrifying carnivores, the Wendigo doesn't rely on pursuing his prey in order to capture and eat it. Rather, one of his creepiest traits is his ability to mimic human voices. He uses this skill to lure people in and draw them away from civilization. Once they've isolated, uh, once they've isolated in the desolate depths of the wilderness, he attacks them and then feasts on them. The Algonquin people say that during the turn of the 20th century, a large number of their people went missing. The tribes attributed many of the mysterious disappearances to the Wendigo, thus calling him the spirit of lonely places. Another rough tra uh, translation of Wendigo is the evil spirit that devours mankind. This translation is related to yet another version of the Wendigo that has the power to curse humans by possessing them. Once he has infiltrated their minds, he can turn them into Wendigos as well, instilling upon them a similar lust for human flesh super fun stuff um in pop pop culture um because we've mentioned that it's uh in a lot of things although distinct from how it appears in traditional lore one of the first appearances of a character inspired by or named after a wendigo in non-indigenous literature is algernon blackwood's 1910 short story the wendigo uh, blackwood's work has influenced many of the subsequent portrayals in mainstream horror fiction such as um august daryl's the thing that walked on the wind and um ithaqua which is turn inspired the character in stephen king's novel pet cemetery where it is a personification of evil an ugly grinning creature with yellow gray eyes ears replaced by ram's horns white vapor coming from its nostrils and a pointed decaying yellow tongue these works set the template for later portrayals in po popular culture at times even replacing the native american lore in an early short story by thomas um Painton, Mortality and Mercy in Vienna. Um, the plot centers around a character developing Wendigo syndrome and going on a killing spree. A character inspired by the Wendigo appears in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, created by 
writer Steve Englehart and artist Herb Shimpy. The monster is the result of a curse that afflicts those who commit acts of cannibalism. It first appeared in The Incredible Hulk and again in uh, so in the 1973 issue and again in the October 1974 issue. Other creatures based on the legend or named for it appear in various films and television shows, including Dark Was the Night and Ravenous. Tele- television series include Teen Wolf, Supernatural, Blood Ties, Charmed, Grimm, and Hannibal. Um, so in Hannibal, which I love that show, where an FBI profiler has reoccurring dreams or visions of a Wendigo that symbolizes the titular cannibalistic serial killer. A Wendigo appears in the DuckTales Christmas special, Last Christmas, in which the creatures are described as poor souls turned into monsters by obsession and desperation. In uh, the 2015 horror survival video game Until Dawn by Supermassive Games features the Wendigo as the main antagonist. And in the uh, 2018 video game Dusk, Wendigos are featured as enemies that remain invisible to the player until they receive damage. That's really all I have for you about Wendigos. Um, So me and Brooke live uh, in, like, the part of Canada where Wendigos could be spotted or seen. And uh, we have never seen one yet. But that doesn't mean we we never will. Um, Because one of our favorites... No, yeah, no, thank you then. No, thank you. No, no. You don't want to go I fishing and watch I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to find one. I didn't say find one. I say go camp. Okay, well, maybe, maybe. Um, but our one of our favorite uh, um, podcasts, um, they talk about, like, they have their spooky episodes. Um, and <laughs> they, they'll talk about different, like, um, creatures and cryptids and um one of the biggest things about talking about these cryptids um is something always happens to people who like listen to those episodes or like talk about it so even like they've experienced stuff um because like talking about um cryptids in general it it almost like summons them in a way it's like you're manifesting them there uh (laughs) so what have you with that um but the next one i want to talk about is uh the rake um which is purely canadian based too oh my god that thing seeing that did you see that video um of like it it, possibly a rake stalking a moose it's not just canada it's north america now yeah it's north america but the funny thing is is no one the the first um ever um people heard of the rake uh, was brought up in a story on reddit and it's like as a collective we as people um or as humans um almost thought this thing into existence like we manifested it because so many people were talking about it and um and stuff like that so that makes it a tulpa yeah (laughs) but that but that's like that's like slender man um so like the rake slender man um there's a couple of other ones where they're really it's like they were um basically thought of into existence yeah that's all we have for you tonight i'm feeling really tired 
so our 29th episode so next episode is going to be hopefully we'll get some ron rando because we can do that um and uh, we'll figure it out so steph might pick me up on a tuesday or wednesday or whatever and we'll go for an adventure yeah so you can reach us um on facebook at true north bridges you can always give us an email um again another creepy cast is coming up in 10 episodes so yes please send us some creepy weird odd stories um and that you can send to actually any of these locations dm us uh, find us on tiktok but specifically you can email us at truenorthwitches at gmail.com um you can also find us on instagram um at truenorthwitches we have a twitter where we never tweet at truenorthwitches but some pictures will be going up there from our uh photo shoot yes such a fun day um you can also find us on tiktok at truenorthwitches and you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TNW podcast, or look us up in the speech search, speech search bar <laughs> True North Witches. And we also have a website, www.truenorthwitches.com. And you can also find us on YouTube at true north witches you can find us anywhere there just give us a shout we're always here uh, i know times in canada or anyway are getting a little more hectic uh so if you need us at all you need an ear just email us direct message us we'll, we'll be you. here for you yeah but anyway that's all we have for you this week uh blessed be and have a good week witches blessed be have a good suing too. I know yes. what to do that. Suing. Yes. Bye guys. Bye.